I've never heard Long of the Beat. Talk Radio. Uh, they're doing some new stuff. That really would be funny. Everybody and welcome to Are You Instant Reaction Review. This is a uh, sweet and rare special prime time edition oh, we right. got going on right. uh, at 7 p.m. Which uh, you know it's a little late for us. We're we're old people, but we are not uh, actually. I'm not anyway. That used to the whole late it night would, thing. Yeah, it would be awesome if we changed our lead-in music to like the On Golden Pond theme for right. this special edition yeah. only. The old people. The old edition, people version. Right. No, this is when all the young people listen to the shows. That's why. See, we're on too early, usually. Right, right. Anyway, I am uh, AreYouScreening.com's <laughs> own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. That was, was sad. That was. I, and, I was uh, thinking this, something else. That I was, was like, like hello. 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 That was a very special, yeah. sad, odd golden pod. <laughs> That's my hello. Monday night, 7 p.m. Uh, hello. And this week we're doing Kick-Ass 2, so yeah. the whole on golden pod thing is right. especially really, apropos really, for yeah. Kick-Ass 2. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think, actually, we've got uh, virtually nothing to talk about otherwise. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know that there's anything yeah. coming up. I'm going to say it again that we do have a contest going on. I may have to say this at the end of the show this week too because we, we, we need we need more people to enter and some people miss the first couple minutes. The uh, phones are open, the chat rooms open. We have a contest going on where you can win every movie we review this year on Blu-ray and uh, have it sent out to you as it comes out. And for those things that are already out, you know, boom, we'd just be shipping them to you right now. But right. You can win every movie we review this year. And uh, go to areyouscreening.com, check out any of the pages that relate to our podcast, and uh, they will tell you how to enter. And it's very simple to do and requires virtually nothing, Right? really. <laughs> right. You don't have to give us all your information so that we can sell you to listservs and stuff like that or anything. But We were just talking about that. Uh, yeah, I know. Which is which is kind of weird. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything else going on. We a uh, surprising of lack of emails this week. It's huh. uh, it's too summary for people Maybe. to be bothered with sending right. us any right. crap emails or caring what's going on in the movies. Um, but I will say, I am actually pretty surprised that the Butler won the weekend. I thought. I thought that did was it? I haven't looked at it yet. Strange. Yeah, strange. It my did. whole week's been off. There's something looked. about did it win it sizably? Like uh, not really. It was a pretty slow weekend. I yeah. think it had like 25 million or something and that won the weekend. Right. So it's like hooray for you to win that. Right. Weekend. But still but this is this is a Kick-Ass 2 should have done better. There's yep. a very strange kind of confluence of events where uh, you know, some early critics were really bagging on Kick-Ass 2. Yep. And uh I don't know. Jim Carrey didn't like it. There wasn't enough response to Jim Carrey not liking it. Who knows what it is? I'm not going to give that a lot of credence. But not but... that many people went to see it. Something right. happened, right. and not not that many people went to see Kick-Ass 2, which I find pretty surprising. I, I thought, uh, you yeah. know, with the with the number of people who loved the first one, yep, I would have thought that no matter what critics said, 
There have been plenty of people to go see it and just say, ah, whatever. I don't care what the critics say. Because right. it know, doesn't did, stop did, them from did other the critics really? Nah. Did the critics really influence anything? I don't know, but weird. somehow or another, people didn't yeah. go. So this is this is a weird time of summer, anyway. You know, as you know, you took a kind of mini vacation right. with your family. This is right before. You know, look, I hate to send. We are Monday night, seven o'clock, all on Golden Pond, and I hate to bust out the when I was a kid. But when I was a yeah. kid, you had all of August off. Right. You know, you went to school after the first week of September. Right. You got out June. You had months. Now people are going to school next week. Well, so this is this not last only that, week but is it, like that's, one of those... that's a whole crazy thing because like right here, um, you know, it's still the beginning of September at least. Yeah. But uh, there are all over the country and everything. There are, um, you know, we're from Phoenix. Back in Phoenix, they people have been in school since the beginning of August. Right. I mean, that's and that's <laughs> and just I'm crazy. thinking that is insanity that's weird. incarnate. I don't know. Right. Um, anyway, but yeah, this is kind of a weird time in the summer, and it's I think just, a lot of people uh, went on vacation ge- genuinely right. for it's, the last week that, of their vacation. Even it's though that it's this still, is the end, right. we have to get something out. Everyone's at the beach. Right. No one cares about movies. I mean, the winning movie only made twenty five million. So that is nobody not summer right. hotness right. happening. No matter what the movies are, yeah. even if there's even it's if weird. there's a bunch of garbage. You know, yeah, most weeks it usually clears forty. Most weeks know. that aren't like March or right. February yeah. or something, yeah. you get you get something better than yeah. that. So it's so a, really it's a very weird. strange week, and hopefully we will uh, convince lots of people to go, or at least I will. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's hear your ratings then, Captain. So, um, I loved it. Yeah, but oddly, oddly enough, I can't we, believe the look you just shot me at enough, that. That we, was really great. I, I'm not even in the same room as you. You're really Odd, not. Oddly <laughs> enough, there uh, were no emails, which I thought was interesting because yeah. I kind of thought maybe we'd get some reaction. Yeah, last From last week because we got into all kinds of discussions. Right, it, it, it was a crazy time. So uh, you know, click the button right now and well, listen I to got, that first if you missed it. We already. didn't get any emails, but I did get man on the street kind of confirmation and everyone thinks you're crazy and everyone said you were right shane so. nothing nothing to do with the movie or no just our, just, just, our, just that guy's crazy just that guy didn't know what he's talking about so no i really i, I Why really am think I crazy i didn't ask I, I defended you hey mark's crazy <laughs> all right <laughs> well it was mark's crazy you're right and tell him that and, so and okay. what are you right about and there was an emphatic which i'm giving you an emphatic finger like you tell him so <laughs> i right. told him um there's this crazy guy down at the post office that apparently doesn't like you. <laughs> right. One of I, should, me I should not go in. No, I, I really think that it's just the weird time of the the summer. I really right. think that's got to be it. Because like you said, man, movies just don't underperform like that across the board. Good for the, right. good for especially, the butler. Especially but, summer. Yeah. So, And this is a big it, it's, summer film. It's funny, so. it's funny though, too, because, uh, you know, the butler oh, comes God. out. What, what I think is funny about the butler anyway, because, right. uh, you know – you think the butler you, is funny. you you know where to send your emails, but I don't have high hopes for the butler. It doesn't look like that fantastic thing to me, yeah, right? And that's probably because of some reason that someone needs to send me an email about. But it just doesn't look that fantastic. But what I yeah. think is funny about it is uh, all of the talk all of a sudden about how it's like now that uh, the butler's a hit, it's really in line for Oscars and right, right. go Oprah and hooray for that. And I'm like, yeah. you know, just cause you make 25 million doesn't, <laughs> doesn't mean, mean you're, a, <laughs> you're a hit. Yeah. 
Anyway, usually in November that means you're an Oscar contender because they underperform until they get the buzz. But right. yeah, there's going to be a right. sequel. It's called The Maid. <laughs> 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 All right. With that, we've got to get to the film. Okay. You know, let's hear your awesome review. Let's hear your uh, awesome rating, rather. You know, Kickass too, and and we have to say because uh, because now people actually do email us and say it's a good thing to do. Right. Right. Huh? So I think it makes sense. I think it makes um, sense so. Not the rating thing. I mean the oh, uh, I the Metacritic thing and the when we seen it thing. We oh, have we have had people cool. say about both things, eh, it doesn't it doesn't really matter either way. Yeah. But I kinda like it when you do it because yeah. it just it just gives you a frame for like the whole rest of I agree. what we're gonna talk about. And you know, I haven't looked again at Kick Ass Two because I'll now we saw Kick Ass Two about like six months ago, I think. <laughs> it was uh <laughs> It was. It this, feels is, like that. this is the least instant reaction review that we've had in a while because yeah. it was Thursday night yeah. we saw Kick, right. Kick Ass Two, and now here we are. I Monday. Uh, I went on vacation and right, and it was you know the summer weekend where you have to leave town. So uh, I figured it wouldn't matter because who would listen to us, right? <laughs> right. Because they all left town too. <laughs> yeah. And then there's all those people who are going to email me, and I was driving in my car, and I didn't have your sure. To. Yeah, that'll be cool. Anyway. Um, so it's been a while, and yeah. uh, the first thing I should say, I haven't looked since then, and I think that my opinion has not really changed over that time, hmm. and I was okay. busy and didn't think about it a whole lot, right. but um, I, I don't know that I've really changed at all, but when I looked at Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes and everything on Thursday, right. it was horrible. Yeah, It was getting destroyed by critics, and I don't think it got any better. We were even talking about that. While we were waiting for the film to start right, about the right. score, it's it's at forty one right now, right? Which is better than it was. It was thirty nine Thursday. Oh, was it? Yeah, I because it was I remember even lower than that. Or that's Rotten Tomatoes, maybe. Was maybe because lower. when I, I looked know. before we went on Thursday, I remember thinking, "Wow, thirty nine is really not good." Right. Like right. it's it's closer to fifty than it is to ten. But who wants to think of a film like that? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's certainly not the guys it's put all, the millions up. It's almost not complete garbage. Yeah. So we've got that going for it. <laughs> it's not bad. You know? But but uh so we did see it a while ago and um I do just kinda like to throw that out and right. to know kind of where critics are. But when I did look at it, the the user reviews were far higher on on both. Right. But then that was so long ago that the question is, how many people really saw it yeah. by Thursday and voted already? And I saw that. So and I don't I don't know if that what that means. Well, we've talked point. about this even, you know, just as kind of a disposable topic. Sometimes, you know, the movie isn't even out yet. Like X Men: Days of Future Past coming out. In a couple months, right, has like eight already had eight tens. Right. It's got ten ratings because <laughs> right. everybody's like, "I love it. I'm gonna love it." Right. That that in a way, when I always look at the critical versus the consumer reviews, I always have to think about that. Like, and I right. scan them quick to be like, "Okay, really, is this the best?" And when you say this is the best film I've ever seen, I'm like, "Okay, you get thrown out of the pool. I'm sorry, <laughs> right, that's right. it." And, and it's not to discount them, but it's because it's like that's full of hyperbole. Boats, right. <laughs> so, so. When I looked at it Thursday night again, it was really positive. But by then, that was maybe, in a way, the most genuine way to look at it because it had some midnight premieres and some people had already right. seen it. And they loved it or they didn't. And it was pretty middling. Right. Now it's more favorable um, by far. It looks like about 
80% of people think is positive and positive can be from, you know, seven to 10 middle is like okay, right, six right. to five, you right. know, ish. There's only, so that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. it's one fourth of the people didn't like it. Right. So that's, you know, 75%. So, and really they should have known better than to see it in the first place. Right. <laughs> I'm right. thinking, did you see kick ass one or <laughs> right. Cause I, here's the thing that's funny. We, we will, uh, Throw out the ratings. I am still uh, pretty solidly at four stars. Yeah, that's I, good. I, I like it uh, just fine, and it has yeah. problems, but I don't really care about them. Even to even to that's the extent even to the extent that uh, there are things that I can see wrong with this movie, and we talked a little bit right after we saw the movie about that's a good conversation too about uh, well, there's this, and I don't like that, and that. Yeah. And there are things that I don't like about the movie that we didn't even mention. There are things that you don't like about the movie or things that, that I love that, that I, I agree with yeah. that I'm like, yep, I don't like that either. But yeah. I but I kind of don't care about most yeah. of them. Uh, some of them, there are even things in in this movie that uh, in a different movie I would really hate. Yeah, and would drive me crazy, and and I would probably. Yeah. would probably sway me to a really low rating. But in the midst of this whole movie, and even kind of with the first one maybe yeah. as baggage for the movie or whatever, right. I, I just don't mind them that much. So, yeah. uh, I didn't like it as much. I still liked it. You know, I still think the stuff that it did was really fun and positive. I just was really bothered by the stuff that it didn't get right. And I was at... The most I could go was three. So I'm at right. three still. I haven't... You know, I thought about it a little bit. I didn't really think about it much except to remember that, oh, we're going to do the show Monday night. Right. Well, do you know what you're going to say? I'm like, I don't know. I'll just think about, think about what I liked and didn't like. And right. I thought I might waver. This was one of those films that when we left the theater that night in the parking lot, I was pretty pretty confident about the stuff that I had seen and how I felt about it. And the next day when I when somebody had asked me, you know, what did you guys see? Did you go see it? Already? How was it? I remember saying to them what I felt, but I remember also thinking, like, this could change. I could sweeten on this. I don't right. think I'm going to sour on it much more, but I could sweeten on it. Well, you were already saying – I think you got all the negative out of your system at that point. There wasn't a lot more negative yeah. stuff to Well, and the funny thing is I don't, have like a, I don't have like a huge laundry list of negative stuff. It's just the negative stuff that I found really pulled me out of it. In a way that you could just go rape over. Right. Like you didn't even look in the rearview mirror at it. You're like, yep, that right. sucked, but let's go. <laughs> right. And I was like, man, did you there see were, that? Why did that suck? It, it's so it's that's where funny. I was it's funny because. Um, and in this kind of film, this type of genre film, we flip. Like, usually right, I'm right, the one that's right. like, dude, that's no problem at all. Just I know. Get this right. I know. And you're like, no, that's a problem. It, this is. This and is, we just flipped again. This so. is really the opposite of how. It's a bizarre. Uh, how you would predict that this would yeah. go between us. I think so. You know, especially like yeah. uh, if we have like a horror movie, or or even when um, even when be... we had like Superman, right. and I was like, yeah, but I hate those things, and, <laughs> yeah, and they drive me nuts. But um, you, even to the extent that there's one thing about the movie, um, so I mean, okay, it's like the continuation of the Kickass story, right? <clears throat> and uh, what what we end up with in a way is that we kind of get we just kind of jump really fast in the opening of this movie. Yeah. It just kind of goes, okay, it's later. And this is where we are now. It's like three years Go. later. You, yeah. And it's, right. it's like, 
<laughs> Hit Girl now is uh, the in the custody of her her dad's partner, and he's become her guardian or whatever. Right. And she's going to school, except that she never goes to school. She right. goes, she gets dropped off at school, and then she takes a cab to her lair and stuff. And right. And, you know, at the same time, we've got Kick-Ass, who basically has decided to not be a superhero anymore. Right. Because, uh, you know, kind of just, that was insane. What was I thinking? Right. And he goes, man, I'm out of that, (laughs) and I can't be happier about it. Yeah. And in the meantime, uh, I guess the legend of him has, like, spawned all these other People to become vigilante yeah. superhero type people, right? And and then we get this very quick kind of. So this is where we are, and then it just kind of goes bam. There, right. here we are. Go. Yep. And we just like jump right in, which I thought was kind of cool. I did too. Uh, I, I thought, thought it worked. was unexpected. It's yeah. like I expected there to be. Oh, we have to babble about stuff for a while. I thought it was going to be like a big... just, It just goes. Wham! Yeah, right. Get ready. I thought it was going to be like a comic montage, like really homage to the medium, and right? Something that would kind of like how they did it in the first at film. Least about, give us a yeah. whole bunch of specifics just, of oh. what came in between, yeah. right? Yeah. It would just go this and this and this and this. Nothing no, like that it just at all. Goes, this is where we are. Yep. Shut up. Right. And watch. Right. And I thought that was pretty cool. But so uh, what happens is that ultimately we we kind of go through this weird little quick-ish phase where uh, he decides he wants to do it again because Mm -hmm. he sees too much stuff happening and starts thinking, why am I not doing this? And especially since there are other people doing it and have been for a while because it's a while. Yeah. And it's even to the point where there are other people who are kind of like rising up in the ranks of being the vigilante crew to some extent or another. And uh, and then Hit Girl is still doing what she does. And he, I guess, sort of just knows or or whatever. He starts talking to her again and says, I want to do it again. Don't you want right. to do it again? And, and, right. and so then they go. And what's weird about it is when that scene happens and she's getting in the cab as usual and everything, it, it almost seems like they've never talked in between. Like they don't really have any sort of right relationship with each other. Like they don't really, uh, you know, I don't know. It, it seemed a little odd the way that happened. Huh. Not necessarily in a bad way. It just was like, I don't know. Wouldn't they? <laughs> wouldn't they have well, they some do, kind of? They do clearly because the the very start of the film is what people see in the trailers. Anyway, the very start of the movie is her shooting him with a gun. And then shooting them again, and then we get credits. Right. So we and, do, and, want, then, and it's not. A, and it's then not it goes a, back. Right. And then it comes forward, and then. But but that's not. That's not before yeah. the first conversation they have. This is the part cab. of that's actually afterwards. This is part of my. That's actually. Uh, with the that's film. actually one of the things that I I think is kind of funny because I'm getting so sick of movies doing that. Yeah, they love it, and yet they did it in like a way that I was actually okay with because it's like they did it and yet didn't do it Yeah, because they don't give you anything in that scene. It's not like the scene that's way at the climax of the movie or something or, or when we're so far ahead that 
you know, like we have to we have to get to this like huge point and then you'll see that scene. Right. It's just this is a scene that's going to happen in like 15 minutes. Yeah. It's like it's like we're doing it and yeah. yet we're not doing it. Right. I don't know. So that's uh, anyway, that's weird. But so then they start training together and mm-hmm. and working themselves back up. And I thought actually all of that stuff was really awesome. I thought it was great. And I even thought what they didn't do, which was a little frustrating, but it would have been predictable. There's a hint there that in that training that they're having like the, the awkward teenage crush romance start. Right. Because there are moments when they're just beating the crap out of each other. He's learning everything from her. And then they're rolling around and then they stop and they're taking a win. And and you would think that would happen. Right. And so, it didn't. So. And, it, and it's not that it doesn't happen then. It just doesn't happen. Right. Well, I mean, it kind of happens at the very end, but we won't jump to that. But really, I was like, and yet, wow, what a and weird yet, thing. Not really. And not of, really, yeah. You know, but yeah, uh, yeah so no, I agree. That, that was actually really cool. But all that stuff was all cool. All that stuff was really good. And and then and then so Kick-Ass is like getting back into it. And then uh, we come to the point where uh, she gets out of it. She she gets pressured she, by her she gets, guardian Marcus right I yeah. mean kind of like pressured ish and she makes him promise and well the the weird thing is she succumbs to a, I mean there's okay real quick not to totally hijack the moment you're in but no that's cool there's a, there's a maelstrom of things about the film I loved and we talked about this and there's all these hints and ideas that it proposes and one of these is you know peer pressure because it's going to take place in high school anyway right she succumbs basically to a form of peer pressure from this guy. Who throws her dad's death in his in her face and says, "Look, right. your dad said I was the boss and to do what I said. You know, I want you to do this. You're not doing it. What are we right. going to do here? There's parental things. There's teenage angst. There's all these things all around, and it really works because they're all good at selling it. Right. And there's that moment where he finally just convinces her because it's not the first time he said, "Look, quit being hit girl." Or right. I'm going to take away your, you know, motorcycle key right. or whatever. Because he that's really clearly finally... been going on the entire time. Right. 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 And he's clearly like worried about her, but he finally breaks through and says, just try being normal. And she says, okay, I'll try. Like, right. I'll really do it. And right. then she cuts Dave off. And that's where I interrupted you. Right. I and thought then, that was a great scene too. Right. And, and we switch to, uh, you know, where she's off and yep. now she's got a, Get some friends, and then there's some sort of uh, her. You know, I, I I hate saying her guardian. I can't remember. It's Marcus, who it he's is. supposed to be, right? He's our, he has some connection to the mom, right? Apparently, of the leader of the Mean Girls, right? At, in high school, and hooks her up with a play which, date. which <laughs> right? Somehow he sets her up to be in this Sleepover, slumber party slumber thing. Party, yeah. Which is odd. Yeah, right. Which is, which, is, like, which is clearly a, a part of a comic written by a guy who has no daughters. Uh, now, yeah, right. I don't even actually know if Mark Millar has any daughters or right. not, but even if he does, he doesn't. That's not I don't, how they I don't do know it. What, That's not how they do it. I don't it. know where right. that is from, but yeah. you, know, you know how high school girls and your parents just call each other up and all of a sudden it's a big slumber party? Right. No. Yeah, I mean, right. what is that? There's... There's no such thing as that. But anyway, she she shows up and it's like, yeah. hooray, we're having a slumber party. Right. And then there's kind of this thing where uh, the the chief mean girl kind of takes her under her wing. Yeah. And it's almost like, you know, some weird sort of uh, like trading places moment. Like yeah. she wants to turn her into a, a high school star just like on a bet. 
or right. something right. like like right. just it's well, just it's basically mean girls. It's really. just like her own personal whim yeah. that she could she could do it if she wanted to right. or something. Right. So I will. Right. And uh, you know that obviously isn't going to work out for anyone. But, right. But so now we have like a kind of an extended period where she's off in like a different movie. And she's, she's yeah. This she's is like in the Mean Girls. This movie. is like this movie does take at this point when when she tells Dave she can't do it anymore and basically just leave him alone about it. She goes off into Mean Girls and he goes off into like the Poor Man's Avengers. And they're really like basically <laughs> kind of, going yeah. into two different films, which is high school angst. Do I fit in? All the stuff that basically she's going to do in Carrie anyway. Right. And then you know Dave goes off to join this neighborhood watch group of. People that who have been inspired by him, right? And and it's and it's weird because you would think which of those two segments is going to be more interesting and entertaining? And right, you'd be, wrong. you'd be wrong. You'd be one hundred percent right. And it's it's what's funny is that uh, so she like cuts him off right right at the point where he's going. But wait, um, right. we were now doing so I want to do this, want, yeah. and now he doesn't know what to do. So he just starts looking on the internet for right. superhero people right. and finds one and yep. and then gets involved in the lair and then that's how he meets up with uh I don't know, Captain Justice or Captain whatever, whoever Cap- the heck Isn't he is. it Colonel Stars and Stripes? Uh, uh, sure. Right. <laughs> Jim, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, <laughs> Jim Carrey right. is uh he's kind he's of the, the leader of a weird ragtag so bunch weird. of of wannabe superhero people. Who are like the oddest assortment of Colonel Sanders and goofball heroes, right? Right. And so now Kickass like wants to join, and in a certain way, so obviously like Kickass has disappeared from the scene for a while. Yeah. And yet at the same time, like he shows up, and you know people are kind of hey, hey wow, you're, <laughs> you're, you're, it's you, right? You know? Yeah. And but all the while. Uh, Colonel Stars and Stripes or whatever has has yeah. been kind of to some extent or another like making a name for himself as right. being uh, sort of a big shot in yeah. the vigilante world or whatever. <laughs> it's really funny because you, the, some of the scenes that I love the most about this movie are when they're just like walking down the street, like we're yeah. on patrol, right? Like yeah. that could just happen. <laughs> like they would just be in their suits, yeah. just walking down the street. Yep. Right. We're just, we're hey, just hanging out. Right. Right. People are high fiving them, walking by. Anyway, yeah, and uh, so he, so he goes along that road, and then then we've got the third story going on that is all about Red Mist uh, turning into the motherfucker, right. which uh, apparently we can say because We're gonna, well, it's in the movie. Kick-Ass, Kick-Ass 2 is full of just horrible names for people who are a little prudish about that stuff. Right, and then – We're not going to be able to and, say and it. Not only not that, talk about it but. not only that, but there's tons of cussing everywhere. Right, right. But – as much as I'm sure many people will come out of it and say there's tons of cussing everywhere, I, I think it's really well done. Yeah. I, I think it's it, there's only cussing like that actually kind of makes sense. Right. Like that the person would actually say that or right. you know it's just reality that right. that that's happening or something. I, I, you know I don't know. It's not just absolutely gratuitous right. every other word for no reason at all right, right. it's right. like you know it's like when you stub your toe it's how yeah <laughs> i don't mean darn and it's you know anyway right but uh i thought that was pretty good and i was a little nervous that maybe that was going to go over the top actually so, and, and yet it kind of doesn't 
right? I don't know. That's where I that's one of the things that really starts to lose me is that where the first film had a real genuine sense of villainy, it was um <clears throat> Red Mist's dad was this he was a crime lord and he was basically the bad guy. It wasn't Red Mist, it was just him. Right. And in this film, yeah, Red Mist in the first one was just like a stooge, really, to his father's own basically. devices. He's I mean, he's basically the Harry Osborn. You know, he's the guy who has to live through seeing his dad get killed by the hero, so he can come back right, for the sequel. Right. Hey, there's there's your plot. I it was comedic, but I never felt that it was earned. You know, not the comedy, but the the danger. It was as if dropping, you know, an Austin Powers villain into this film, complete with Shark Tank. Right. You know, which I understand is part of the humor of of parodying that kind of film. It just like that was the first time when we were watching the film, not the first time, but that was one of the strongest times when we were watching the film until we get to the scene. I know we're going to talk about which worked excellently with him that I was kind of bored. I was like, he's maybe the weakest part of this film right now. And well, he, in a well, lot of ways, he's the most exactly? important. Like like what scene? Like just when he. All the stuff, decides to be evil and stuff. All the or? stuff up to the scene in prison with his uncle. Everything up to that point that he's involved. That involved in. him, right? See, I thought everything up to. I thought up there to was. That a, point, I thought there was I a was lot like, of good ah. stuff. I thought there was a lot of good stuff with him. The scene where he's in prison with his uncle is that's amazing. I think one of the best scenes in any movie. In the last few years, it's awesome. Uh, I and thought it, that scene and he was, nails it. He's, he's I a, thought that scene was great. Yep. And it's uh, you know now now his uncle's name is losing me. The actor, um, which when I was watching it, I knew his name. I knew his I name. Now I don't know his name. Yeah. Anyway, he was he was great in it because he was just perfectly cold and not. He was great, yeah, and not like silly villain over the top anything. He just was like actual you know badass right. i mean it's like right. uh and he's staring him you, down you know the people who have to talk smack all the time are not the right. badasses right, right? the right. people like it, in the movie a lot of the times it whoever's supposed to be the ultimate badass <laughs> talks a bunch of smack all the time right he just sits there and goes oh yeah right <laughs> claps his fingers or makes a phone call, call your friend right, or yeah. whatever right i mean well, it's like that's an amazing scene i know we're jumping out of order a bit but that is an amazing scene across all kinds of different ways and it's because they both sell it and even christopher mint's past is he's acting way above what he's done already in the film like he's a totally different red mist chris right he's, Rico he, there. he actually pulls it, off it's that amazing part. if and, he had been that guy and, All and the films, he, that would have been the perfect. thing that is actually funny eventually about that scene is that, um, you know, for me, the way that it all goes wrong with him yeah. is one of those things that I'm willing to let it slide. See, yeah, this is because still, if you if you really look at it, he oh, walks into that scene from a whole other movie mm -hmm. and he walks out of that scene into a whole other movie because I agree when, with half that, when, when he is gives that one line and yeah. says, you know, I don't need to go to college or whatever. Right. He actually sells that. Yeah. And you actually believe it. Yeah. When we, the next time we see it, he's not that guy who learned that lesson, who acted like right. that, who was just in that scene. I right. mean, he, he goes into, you know, if we cut that scene out, everything would seem fine. I mean, right. it, or or at least it would seem linearly. Yeah, it, it would, would be, make sense. It would be right? continual. Yeah. But now you stick that scene in, 
And the guy we had before that scene and the guy we had after that scene are the same guy, and right. they don't make any sense with the guy in that scene. And he has a life-changing three minutes right. that will define a person for the rest of their lives as long as they and then And then he leaves and is unchanged. And, this is, and, and I absolutely – when we were talking after the film, I understood everything that you were saying and agreed with most everything that you were saying about I see it, but I don't, it didn't bother me. Like, I can see why someone would be like, meh, okay, whatever. But for me, like, that's important. And and really the only time that the motherfucker is, I don't want to say important, because he is important, but it seems like menacing is when he's uh, assimilating his team, his, his bad right. guy henchman team. And only does he seem to be empowered. And in a lot of ways, the film is about the empowerment anyway, like hit girls empowerment from the lessons she's going to learn, which we'll talk about just like kick ass, just like everybody. Right. There's a sense of empowerment that they get or self-empowerment. He doesn't seem to get that. The only thing that's that's really menacing about that motive for him is his henchman, like Mother Russia. Right. Like she's the big bad one and deservedly so. Right. But I just I never was sold on the whole notion that in a film with that kind of vibe that it wants to put forth and a tone that it wants to put forth, that he's the guy that's going to carry the banner of antagonism. And it, it never sold for me until that scene in the prison. And I'm like, now we're going to get the motherfucker. We're going to get him. And, and, and then we and didn't. he's just gone. And that bumped me out so much. And see, I think, I think it's a, <clears throat> it's a weird thing to try and mix these, uh, these two people, yeah. like the, in yeah. that scene and the everything else, but that scene, right? And see, the thing for me is, like, I was okay with all of the other stuff. Yeah. It, except the the only thing that, uh, you know, kills it for me is that scene's in there, and it makes it difficult to be okay with everything else. Right. And you were more, like, not okay with everything else. You, I was you know okay. Well, kind of, like, yeah. Like, I kind of – I actually liked the idea that – uh, you know, ultimately, he's kind of a boob. I mean, right. he's he's like a buffoon, and he's like the uh, sort of, uh, you know, I don't know, ultimate, like, rich, spoiled he's a bastard, stuff, right? right? Yeah. And, and all he has is money. And he right. has all this, like, anger that he doesn't know what to do with and everything. And he's like, he's like some, like, perfect, weird archetype of something that there is no... There is no thing itself. Right. There's only him being right. being right. the the pinnacle example of it, except that there's no actual thing. Yeah. And it's he wants to be the super bad guy. Yeah. And we even like run through the steps, right? Yeah. Where, that was, and I liked those. Where it was, I thought it was when he's getting awesome. trained by the I MMA it, guys and he's just getting smacked around. Right. Because he, because it, I can beat this guy. Because, watch, because what he does is, what he does is he goes. <laughs> He goes, look, I don't care what it takes. I want to be able to kill kick-ass with my bare hands. Right. So you get me a bunch of people to train me mm -hmm. and teach me everything. And he goes, and I'm going to learn how to kick his ass, right? Right. right. And you're going, okay. Right. If I was uber rich, I would say, hey, I'll right. get the best trainers in the world well, and Batman. take a couple of years that's and Batman, figure out how to know? do it, right? Yeah. Except that that's not going to work for him because he, he's a wimp. He's, he's, a, he's a total an ass, yeah, right? He and he's not only a total wimp, but he's just a you know he's got like kind of a short man syndrome, yeah. kind of hatred of everything, and you know instant gratification thing. Right. And so he goes to like his first training, 
yeah. and goes, screw it, I'll just buy everyone, right? right. I mean, he yeah. starts getting his ass kicked and goes, fun. I have more money. Right. Well, he, yeah, his line is, you know what my superpower is? I'm fucking rich. Right, exactly. And that's and that's actually a great metaphor for, you know, some villainy. Like, right. The, I mean, whether you want to talk about it being MTV kind of villainy, you know, the, the stupid, like, downgrade of society, or just, like, villainy, like Enron. Like, there, there's your super villain. And I right. think that's awesome as a premise. Like, I'm just going to throw money at the problem. And he he basically just keeps, like, kind of going on that, you know, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. He's he's on he's on the tracks, and he doesn't yeah. know how to turn right. because he's on the track. Right. And he just keeps going with it, and he just goes, you know, the hell with that. I'll just buy a bunch of people. Just go find me evil people, and I will hire them. Right. And that's how I will be the king of the world. And then he goes to, like, his uncle. Yeah. And then he has the scene where this is we we've get been talking the, about yeah. where we get the you don't understand what being a badass is whether right. you have money or not. His right. uncle obviously has the money too, right? But he's actually a badass, right? And eventually, you know, you get to a point where the other badasses around you will just take your money and then they'll right. have the money or something, <laughs> right. right? Yeah, it's like there's rules. Really, it's, it's kind of funny that. Things that this movie exposes in other movies, I think sometimes yeah. that it, it that it talks about, you know, because there's always a lot of times you see like mob movies where you would think that there's something else going on in the mob other than everybody is trying to be the leader all the time. Right. And the only reason I don't kill you is because someone else would kill me. But right. if I had a way to kill you. <laughs> oh, boy, it would be done. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And. But that's not exactly what you get in the movies all the time, yeah. right? It's all the whole, ooh, it's all, I don't know, pretty and shiny or something. Like, they're right. trying to sell you on the right. glory of being in the mob or something. Or, like, a movie where you have an evil guy like this, right? Yeah. Where people follow him and it's not just all about the money or something. I don't know. Anyway, but we kind of follow him on this whole trajectory. And when he goes to the uncle thing... Like, I was really good with it the whole way. Then we go to that uncle scene, which is awesome. And yeah. when we come out of it, we're, like, away from him for a little while. Yeah. And when we come back to him, he's just kind of still the same putsy guy. Right. He didn't, who didn't learn he, anything. You can't believe went right. through that scene before. So I do really count that as a serious negative because, like I said, if they'd have left that yeah. out, it would have been better. It's weird to say that it's, there's right. this awesome scene in the movie, yeah. but it would have actually been better right. without it because it would make more sense when we see him later. So much about the film that really bugged me that you were able to just let go, you shed it way better than I could, was this. Not this scene, but this feeling, which is it, it kind of myopically meanders around all of these really awesome moments and just gives you almost a hint, and it doesn't have the skill in my opinion, to do it purposefully. It's doing it clumsily and accidentally. Right. It hits these really awesome nerves that are important to the story and important to just stories, not just this. Right. And then it doesn't know what the hell to do with it, so it just ends it to get to the next joke or right, the next right. explosion. And what was really frustrating was that the first film didn't do that. The first film is as parody-driven as this is about the genres and all these other things. But it had the sense to stay in it and really kind of investigate it a little bit. You don't have to mine it till right, there's nothing. Right. Man, I just couldn't get past when it did it. And it didn't just do this this thing for me this one time. It seemed to do it 
often. Yeah. For me. But, it, it but again, you were you were way more deeply letting go I of it. I think there was uh I think there God, was that's a, a great scene. But you're right. What a weird thing to say about a film <laughs> that it exists better if this awesome scene that makes this character isn't there. If you right. just don't ever get it, you're kind of a little bit more easy. And all I am now uh, it's hyper it's hyperbole, but I'm haunted by the I'm haunted by the right. film that it should have been now after right, that moment. Right. Exactly. And I just didn't get it. And I and I agree with that. But, but it just doesn't take as much off for me yeah. as it does for yeah. you. Because I, I overall that. there's there's a lot of fun. But yeah. there are a lot of other ways where similar things happen. Like when we have uh Colonel Stars and Stripes and he's got his band of brothers yeah. or whatever, right? Yeah. Some of them are utterly ridiculous. Right? They are. And it and, and it's awesome. And it, I, I think it's both good and bad, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's good in a way because we have this one couple, those yeah. who are, who are, I don't even know if they call themselves superheroes. I don't they know. They like, signed up for MySpace and saw right, a note. Right. You know, basically. I, I have no idea, but you know, their their kid went missing and yep. was never found, mm-hmm. and now they've decided they have to do something about it. And this is sort of how they're dealing with their loss. Yep is that they're going to go out and hit the streets and try to make the world a safer place. Right. And that's just their own therapy, yeah. right? Yep. And we never do anything interesting with them. Yeah. And I hate that. Yep. Uh, and, it, you know, it's good because they're there at all, and yeah. it's it's clever and it's funny, and it, yep. it, it spins a whole silly wackiness onto everything that mm-hmm. is very similar to, like, the first movie. Yeah. Uh, with, you, you know, look, this just crazy right i mean we're just doing crazy things because right. i can do crazy I can do things crazy if things. i want right yeah, yeah and i love that about it except that we never do anything yeah. with them and we've got you know the other like uber nerd guy mm-hmm. who i don't even know what his thing is but he's got a couple of taser sticks or something yeah. but you know but you don't even really know who he is or right. why he's there he's only there because it's like let's find some massive nerd right and make, make him, him a superhero a and and we don't do anything with them. We don't we don't need to see them at all if we're not going to do anything with them. Right. It could just be you know stars and stripes and like the two other guys. Yeah. And the only reason we have them, apart from the fact that we want to take the you know what is we had like a roundtable discussion of what's the epitome of not being a superhero. Right. And we said, how about some goofy couple right. who are here for like no reason? Yeah. And it's like, we just had to fill in a couple of characters because if we went in and there were only three people there and one of them was the other guy from his school, that's his best friend. Right. Then that would really be horrible. <laughs> yeah. Right? right. So we right. need like three or four other people. So I don't know, make some people up. Yeah. And then we had to have the and- girl. Night because I, I, awesome. because I want to have the girl to have the like relationship go on right. there, and there's a lot of the movie that really tried to get rid of me <laughs> so in a way, right? Because yeah. there was so much stuff that I was like, you know, it just irritates me that we don't do anything with them at all, right? Yeah, I guess. And so there were there were plenty of parts like that, but then you know all the other parts I liked. I liked the fact that. You know, he um, he's such a he's such a tool, our bad guy, right? That he goes and robs a liquor store. Yeah, I that, mean, he's like, yeah. I'm about to become a superhero and make sure everybody knows me. So right. I'm going to go rob a liquor store and say, make sure you tell everybody I was here and right. I'll get my name out. And that's his ultimate villainy. Is like he's so lost in his like delusions, <laughs> right? That he thinks he did anything, right? Like. 
four other liquor stores were robbed in a one mile radius while oh. while you were robbing this liquor store. Yeah. It's like the most meaningless crime. It's like he tripped the old lady or something, yeah, and now right. he's a supervillain. Right. And and I love that part. I love the part. I love almost everything that happens with Hit Girl in the whole movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe not absolutely all of it, but yeah. I love the fact that they're making fun of Mean Girls in like such a just so in your face, it's unapologetic yeah. way that we're just saying, look at how stupid you are. Right. This, and like even, her dance, like the cheerleader even the part, dance, right? Yeah. When the cheerleader chick wants to be in varsity dance or whatever, right. and she drags her along, and and then everybody likes Hit Girl, right? And it's like so straightforward. It's almost like um, what's that cheerleading movie? You know that? Bring it on. Yeah, bring it on. It's almost it's that. almost like Bring It On, which yeah. is one of my favorite movies of all time. Mainly because right, cheerleaders think that it's a positive cheerleading movie. Right. That's it, Mark Eastman. Cheerleaders. Cheerleaders who watch the movie. Yeah. Do they not, don't get it. Do not realize yeah. that it could not be making more fun of cheerleaders right. <laughs> right. and calling you complete idiots. Yeah, it's true. And I love that that even if the movie, I mean, on its own merits, I like the movie too because right. it's, it's funny fun. yeah. and it it actually you know it does does a in, really good yeah. job of getting its point across and everything. Right. But I just love the fact. Right. I mean, I haven't polled all cheerleaders in the world, right? No, but I mean, but... I've I, I have. Seen first of all, I've seen cheerleader sites that sell that movie. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I've seen cheerleading competitions where they have that DVD available to right. purchase. Right. I mean, they just don't get in it. In what other world would that happen? Right. That you have a movie that's making fun of you and you're selling it. Yeah. I just love that the movie exists in such a way. <laughs> And so it's like got kind of the same stuff here. They're making fun of Mean Girls like so blatantly and just so yeah. It, it's almost like sad, right? Yeah. Really, but I love that um, all of a sudden she just isn't dancing. She's just right. like doing karate. Yeah, and they fighting. love it. Yeah, right. <laughs> and they go, "Wow, that was awesome." Yeah, and I, I like I love the part you know where you were talking before Marcus. Basically, uh, you know, kind of psychologically blackmails her into yeah. quitting because he he throws out her dad. Right. And she actually struggles with this whole idea. And it's really weird because there's a cool part where Kickass actually kind of convinces her not to do it. Right. Not knowing that he's doing it at the time. Right. Because she's talking about how she promised her dad that she would continue doing it. Right. And he says, your dad's not here. you got to live for yourself. And then next thing you know, Marcus says, your dad told me that you're supposed to listen to me now. Right. And she goes, oh, well, my dad's gone, I guess. And right. I'm supposed to listen to you now. And it's <laughs> like this whole weird mix of people telling her what to do. And it's like all of this trying to decide what she's supposed to do based on all of these different things that yeah. other people are telling her, which I think is a really cool, it's an awesome metaphor, high for school being thing in that age yeah. that you don't really get. I think the same kind of view from other, right. mo other movies right. really well, don't yeah. tell that exact story about even when there's a story about uh, peer pressure or right. do what your parents are tell you to, or don't right. do what your parents tell you to. They don't really get through the idea of 
that there's just so many versions of everyone telling you what yeah. to do from everywhere. Yeah. And then it's like, I agree. She does actually kind of get lost because yeah. it, at the beginning, she knows who she is. Right. And she's very clear about what she's going to do. Right. And then like a typical 15 year old high school person. Right. right. Yeah. The next week she goes, well, wait, this makes sense this, now. Yeah, I like this now. And, and I think that's really cool how she kind of goes through this whole thing. And even like, you know, I, I love the way they make fun of boy bands. Yeah, that's funny. She has and her first it like, was like hint of, a, was of affection. Crazy. Yeah. It was so funny because it was it was the world's worst boy band was, video ever, and yeah. yet it still worked on her. Yeah. And she's like the last person on earth that you she would worked think, for. Yeah, right. I thought all the stuff that the movie is making fun of is great. Yeah. And and all of the stuff where we're kind of getting through the story with both uh, Hit Girl and Kick-Ass, where yeah. they're both kind of doing this whole back and forth dance of what they think they're supposed to do. And then Kick-Ass's dad goes to jail, and now he really doesn't know what he's supposed to think or do right. and, and all this stuff. And uh, And the whole time, except for certain parts i mean the whole time it was pretty fun yeah and overall a lot of it was fun and i know you wanted to uh touch on the mother russia seed which i thought the mother russia thing i just love i yeah i thought it was, was hilarious awesome. that she existed at all yeah. and and what i what i thought was pretty funny too was that it was almost like in a certain way uh I'm just going to call him Red Mist. Right? Yeah, go ahead. Because <laughs> um, we've only it, said motherfucker a few I know, times. You can't right. say it again? Uh, no. All right. Um, you know, he like becomes his own metaphor for Mark Millar in a way because it's like he sets out on yeah. this like course of, you know, blatant stereotypical <laughs> nonsense stuff where, you know, oh, that guy's Asian? Well, then he's Genghis con something right, yeah. or whatever and, all stereotypes oh and... she's from russia i don't know mother russia or whatever and <laughs> his names and it, are so funny it's like whatever it is it's some horrendous stereotype and and even like the first guy is like black something <laughs> because he's i can't remember what his name is but right. but so he's a he's uh he's a black guy and it's like all I can think of is black something. I right. can't think of any other name. Well, even John Leguizamo, who's his henchman, goes, right. "Dude, you, that's gotta <laughs> right. be, you got to be more sensitive than that." Right. He goes, I, "Whatever, you Look can't at him. just do that." You know. And that's and, the, and it, it all turns into like this whole yeah. talking about myself in my comic thing. <laughs> I don't know. I thought I thought that was hilarious. And I, then at the very end, the movie does kind of start to lose me. Even even more than it's built up a very predictable premise, it, and it has to resolve it, and it is predictable. And, and that's it, the problem. And it doesn't but get okay. it doesn't get very far. Yeah. But ultimately, it is okay. But it's like you know, all of a sudden, it's you know, West Side Story or something. I mean, they just line up <laughs> really opposite do. each there's other. There's a guy, that, right? And there's a yeah, that's kind of and weird. it's and it's a little bit goofy. Except that built into that is the. Uh, final like hit girl versus mother Russia scene. That whole fight was awesome. I thought was really cool. And yeah. I'm I'm usually like the guy who goes, oh my god, we just stop fighting. Well, one of your dog. big things, and you've been really consistent about this since I've known you, and I'm sure well before I knew you. But you were just like, look, if you have a 15 minute Matrix fight, at some point you're 13 minutes too long. Right. You know, you just right. dazzled me great. But if you're and if you're both super powered. 
then one of you is going to punch the other, and you know one of you is going to have to go down, or right. otherwise we're just going to swing pillows all day. And when fights like that come up in films that we watch together, I hear you know <laughs> I hear your bones settling because right. I'm like you know it's sometimes fun to watch, and you've got a point. But this was a very engaging and interesting it, it, fight. It, it, it was it was good. It deserves to be the exception to your rule right because and, it was really. And cool I to watch. even agree. It was getting close. Yeah, sure. to where they, I was man, about they, to they go, did it just right. To yeah. where I was about to go, come on! <laughs> Especially because you know, eventually, you know, you get hit with enough frying pans and right. you know yeah. safes or whatever, <laughs> whatever your like Roger Rabbit, wh- whatever your goofiness might happen. Eventually, yeah. that's going to start to wear you down a little bit, right? Right. <laughs> right. But this one was, uh, like you said, it was well timed because it ended. Yeah. Just before I like got there, like right. just before I started going, come on, right. you know. Right. And and not only that, but it was uh, it was well done in the way that they kept hitting each other. You know yeah. what I mean? Because a lot of times it'll be like, oh, you've been stabbed four times, right. or you know, you've been hit in the spine, or right. Someone uh, that should have broke your knee. Right. Like I don't care how buff you are, that took your <laughs> knee out. Right. And they didn't do that sort of stuff. Right. So that right. was that was really good too because. You know, you could be Arnold Schwarzenegger, and you know, you still bleed out if yeah, I cut right. you enough, right? It doesn't matter <laughs> right. how muscular you are. Right. But they avoided that stuff, and that was that was really cool. And that scene was really cool. And ultimately, at the end, I didn't love the ending, and I thought we could have done a little bit more with the ending. And I really wish that the uh, Mince Ploss character, mm-hmm. <laughs> motherfucker, you're gonna make me say it every time. Which I, sucks because you I really wish, are you're thinking it. You just don't want to. I it. wish that they would have just dealt with him at the end. But what it feels right. like is it feels like as I'm sure tons of people know, and we're running low on time. But you know the the first Kickass comic compared to the first Kickass movie is we have horrendous differences. I mean right. they're they're big gaping differences, and not only that, but not only is there a lot of stuff that different but there's a lot of stuff that's different that would really change things right, right. like they made the, di- they made differences to make the film filmable at the end of the kick-ass movie right mm-hmm. you would look at big daddy in a whole right. new light and you should if, if you read the comic right if it happened the way that it happened in the comic so right so my thinking is because I haven't read the second comic, yeah. that uh, maybe huge differences where what you do is you pick out these good points that you really like, and yeah. oh, here's this, and I think this is funny, and and here's where he finds his friend being a superhero, and we have to kind of run with that storyline right. a little bit, and we take all these little pieces, and then it's like now we have to shove them into this puzzle right. that... You know, the producers you know, in the studio have said, look, you ain't going to do that in the movie. Right. Yeah, you can't. And they go, well, and now you have to, like, adjust things and spin them around. And, you know, maybe it's like in the comic, after that scene, right? all of a sudden he becomes really crazy, maybe. badass dude or something. And maybe it's a different world, except somebody said, you ain't doing, you ain't that. doing that either. I had a friend tell me, and I didn't know this, because um, I haven't read the I haven't read the sequel Kick Ass Two yet either. Um but that the film is actually based on and this makes sense when you hear it. It's based on two comics. It's based on the comic Kick Ass Two and the comic knockoff Hit Girl. 
And if you know that there are two comics blended together, mm. that actually makes perfect sense for the movie that we does. watched the other day yeah. because really there's they, an overarching theme yeah. and then there's two stories. Right, right. And and, and now you've got to make it all work as one thing. Yeah, and for and for me, you know, I I don't know. There's a whole lot of stuff. Like the end is a really good example in, in some ways about some of the stuff that I didn't like about the whole the whole film, which is most of it is just these period moments that I felt that just weren't skillfully handled. And I and in a lot of ways that comes back to the guy that they have directing it. Yeah, this is one of these films where we've talked negatively and positively but all the negatives i don't want to misconstrue for a second so i'm going to clear it up i thought the cast did great i thought they did great across the board i did too i thought the story was interesting and i loved the ideas that it was presenting especially when it carried through with them like the empowerment stuff um which is a quick aside i actually liked you know i agree with you we're going to switch roles real quick i agree that i wish they had done more with like the parents and the other people in the Justice League or right. the Justice Sidewalk <laughs> League. But I actually really liked that stuff because those guys were all there to be empowered like that the gay guy, the gay hero. Yeah, who, exactly. Who they said, you don't wear a mask. And he goes, I'm out of the closet. I'm right, tired exactly, of hiding. Right. Like that whole analogy and metaphor for what's going on is awesome. And I wish there was more to it, but apparently we've got to have more of the motherfucker doing stupid right. shit. Ex- except that, uh, you know, Anything more that we say about them, like you said, is less that we're saying about other people. Right. But by the same token, we get nothing at all about any of the villains except Mother Russia. I right, and as, I thought there was a as good... the movie went on, and yeah. it, I thought this was like a a clear failing that kind of did detract from the movie uh, pretty much. Is that by the time we get really close to the end of the movie, mm-hmm. one of the villains would come up and I would be like, who is, who that, is that guy again? I have is no that idea the, who is that's that the black be. guy or right. is that the Asian Genghis guy? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and we are running out quick. I, there was one quote I wanted to read, but for me, the whole thing was the director. That Matthew yeah. Vaughn, who did the first one and did an amazingly perfect job with something that's really hard. I think if he had been a lesser talent, which sounds like I'm insulting, you know, the guy who did this one. I'm really not. He's just not ready for this then the first one would have been like this. And right. I'm glad it wasn't. But it just it, it doesn't have the tone, it doesn't have the heart, and it definitely doesn't have the urgency to me when it right. faltered. When right. it was working, it had all that stuff. But Chloe Moritz said something interesting, and they're talking about a third one anyway. And Mark Millar said, if you do a third one, that's it. Like, I'm actually done with it after that. It'll be all done. Right. And everyone's like, what do you mean they're going to die? And he goes, you can't live in this world. You're not Superman. Like, if you're going to be a vigilante without Batman's millions, like you're going to walk around the corner someday and you're going to get hit in the face with a shotgun and that's it. So I thought this was an interesting quote after the fact. She said, I would only do the third one if it was logical. It needs to be a good script and a director, probably Matthew, meaning Matthew Vaughn. The the third film needs to fully wrap up the series and and has to be a good note to end on. I'm not trying to read into stuff and I'm not trying to start a controversy, but to me, her saying that after the film wrapped, I think she saw the film that I saw, which was a lot of awesome potential, and the director just wasn't the guy for it. Right. That basically right. she's saying, if, if we do this again, and I will if the script is logical and good, and, get and Matthew I, back, and, I and I'll do it. And a different director. And I'll do right. it with Matthew. Uh-huh. And, and in my regard for that is I agree. I don't think certain people are, just because they're good at other things, good at all things. Right. This was a this was a fair, fairly good film, a little bit better than average for me, and I just got bogged down by some of the stuff that another director wouldn't have done. 
Right. And uh, we're we're running pretty close on time, and, and I feel almost the same way. Yeah. And like I said um, at the beginning, the, the problems that I have, this is one of those movies where it's really going to come down – you know, as trying to trying to recommend this to other people, right? Yeah. It's really going to just come down to uh, where are you on these kind of things, and right. how much of a person that will let things go yeah. are you? And you I have agree. to be careful because normally I'm not that guy. You are. <laughs> but you were, and, and you were. And, and we've totally switched on this movie. So for it's some a film. Reason. It's a so film for everyone. So it's tricky, right? So everyone <laughs> will love it. Go buy it. Um, right. Use this code. At, right. Yeah. Um, no, but it it is tricky, it's and a you, weird have, one. you have to. I think that. Uh, okay, well now we're out of time, so <laughs> no. So we'll we'll have to go over just a tiny bit uh, from right. the live show. Thanks for tuning in. If you're Thank live. you. Um, but no, the I think the thing is on this one that that I really want to say about recommending it is um, I really recommend going to see it because I think it's a lot of fun. But also, if you're looking at the other critics like we were talking about, right? If I think if there are critics, I think like below, like I think we were talking about this before, like below like forty, I don't know what you're talking about. You've as got a movie an agenda, critic. right? I mean, yeah, right. you are you are clearly like either you saw the first one and hated it, right? And then I don't really need your review of the second one anyway, right? right. Or yeah, there's some sort of you know. Uh, bandwagon you're trying to get people to jump yeah. on or something, I cannot for a minute imagine this movie being right. that low. Right. So, right. Uh, anyway, I don't know. That's what we can just wrap up there. I just, yeah. I, I just wanted I think we covered it. Really I, well, I just wanted so. to say that. I think if you saw the first one, you're probably going to at least have yeah. a three star sure. experience with it. Sure. And, and I would definitely recommend. I would too. Out anyway. I would, I would recommend it partially just on wanting to find out, who liked what and why. Right. Like in a weird way, it's almost like a strange litmus test. Right. Just like, what's your interest? What did you get? What didn't you get? But yeah. All right. So uh, next week, I don't even know. World's End? It might be. I think that's what it is. I don't remember. The so Maybe it's the butler. Who knows? Anyway, we will uh, see <laughs> that'll you next be, that'll week. That would be a great show, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the butler. That was awesome. Uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Uh, Subscribe and rate us and follow us and, and everything you possibly can on iTunes, Stitcher, <laughs> Blog Talk Radio, everywhere else. Thanks a lot, and yeah. we'll see you next week. Bye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.